Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, and welcome to The Art Detective with me, Dr. Yanina Ramirez. I Oxford art historian, broadcaster and writer and I am your chief investigator of images. This is a bit of a different art detective today because I'm coming to you live from Leighton House Museum. It's a little known gallery house, used to belong to Frederick Leighton, the uh, president of the Royal Academy, an incredible Victorian era painter. Now I'm here because they have a wonderful exhibition on at the moment called Flaming June. And it's all about that icon of Victorian painting, Flaming June, the image of the woman seated in front of the sea, her drapery, bright orange, curling down towards the floor. It's so beautiful to see it here. It's, uh, for, for a long time it hasn't been available for people to see it here because it actually left. There's a very suspicious story about what happened to it. Um, it was um, sold into a private family until the 30s. Then it was lent on exhibition and disappeared until it reappeared in 63 and was bought by a Puerto Rican businessman. And it now resides usually in the Ponce Museum of Art but it has come over from there for this exhibition and it's not alone it's exhibited alongside four other great artworks that Leighton put together for the 1895 Royal Academy um, exhibition from left to right the way they've exhibited them uh, are exactly as they were photographed uh, displayed in Leighton's studio and so you have one painting, a smaller painting, Candida, which is a half um, a bust facing to the side in profile, very beautifully executed, stunning reds in the background. You have Lacrimae. This was heralded by many as the star of the show, really. Um, a standing woman leaning against a column and a very different colour palette and feeling to it in relation to Flaming June. Um, what's so incredible about Flaming June is the light, the distribution of the light. So the way that the light falls on the silvering water in the background is very diffuse, whereas in Lacrimae the light is all condensed around the head of the figure and you can even see as you walk around the painting that it's been applied really thickly. It's almost metallic the golds and the bronzes coming out from that light. 
So that's exhibited here as well. And then there's the maid with the golden hair. This is a very um, typically Victorian English painting, a woman reading, great delicacy in the hair and the face and the drapery, something that, that Leighton is particularly good at. Next to that, Twixt Hope and Fear, a stunning portrait, particularly because of the arrangement of the figure. Whereas Flaming June is very open, the majority of the canvas is, is composed of the figure, her thighs, her hips. It's quite sensual because she's not nude, she's draped, but there is a real sense of the fleshiness of her body underneath that drapery. Whereas Twixt Hope and Fear, all we actually see really of the woman's body is her arm and it cuts through the canvas um, at a diagonal, a bold piece of pale flesh that really strikes the viewer and then there's this face staring out the face of Mary Lloyd um, one of the hands and face models that Leighton used didn't use her for nudes but he did use her for hands and faces and Mary Lloyd's a really interesting character she um, became a uh, vaudeville act if you like she was a bit of an international superstar she used to travel around the world singing dancing performing and um, her her, fa- her big hit really was My Old Man Says Follow the Van, that famous, famous uh, track. <laughs> um, but this is her face that we see staring out here. The figure next to her is probably the sister of Leighton's other muse, um, Dorothy Deer. And, um, and it's unknown who the face of Flaming June is, but, but many think it is Mary Lloyd as well. Now coming to to Flaming June again, I'm just walking up close to the canvas. There really is an incredible treatment of the water in this. I think the way that the whites and the metallic pearlescent colours have been applied to that strip of water along the background is incredible. It chimes with Leighton's adherence to the ascetic movement. The ascetic movement was really in reaction to the grey industrialisation of the Victorian era. Leighton and his other fellow Victorian painters felt that um, the world was losing colour, it was losing beauty, and their symbol really was the peacock, the iridescence of the peacock's feather, the delicacy, the brightness of, of its colours, and they wanted more of that in the world, and so the museum here, Leighton's actual actual house where he lived and died is dripping in colour there's an essential Arab hall that's covered in Mediterranean and Eastern tiles there's, there's gold and there's real dense colour on every surface and I think that this iridescence that he's got into the seascape behind chimes with that idea of the ascetic movement. He is associated to, of course, with the pre-Raphaelite Brotherhood, although he himself wasn't a member. He was a big supporter. He, um, there, Here in, in the museum, there are pre-Raphaelite paintings because they were gifted to him. Um, and you can see the influence of the pre-Raphaelites in the, the very detailed treatment of the skin, the face, um, the drapery. It's all about quite delicate small brushstrokes all this happening at a time when in France the brushstrokes are getting bolder Uh, the impressionists are are breaking away from this hyperrealism. Leighton to me sits somewhere between the two there's a thickness of the application of the paint and and a 
a relaxed texture to some of the drapery that suggests he really is allowing this to look like paint on canvas. He's, he's letting the brush and the palette move across the surface with a certain amount of freedom. Um, but then there is this, this incredible realism to the face, the, the texture, the rose colouring of the cheeks that, that is, is very Victorian, very off its time. What's Flaming June about? Well, it's an image of sleep. It's an image of peace. It's in a long tradition of depict, uh, artists trying to depict the contortions, the movements of the human body, how the muscles move underneath material. Uh, he was very influenced by Michelangelo, particularly Michelangelo's night sculpture um, with the, the, the arrangement of the thigh and the arm. It was a difficult posture and... The uh, exhibition has a number of sketches that went into preparing for, the, for Flaming June, including a very sweet little oil sketch that's, that's exhibited alongside it, only about 10 centimetres by 10 centimetres, yet it captures the colour and the atmosphere of the, the finished piece. He worked hard in his sketches to get the posture right, how she should position her arm without it looking horribly uncomfortable, how to accentuate the drapery around the smooth curves of her leg and her thigh. He's really managed to create something that does look like a person asleep. She doesn't look uncomfortable, or that uncomfortable, in her position. Um, so it's about sleep, but there's something else going on here because the flower, the plant that you can see just on the edge of the wall there, looking out over towards the sea behind, that is a poisonous plant. And there's a suggestion here of the relationship between sleep and death. There is a sense in which this is timeless, a moment captured in time, in paint. Is she actually asleep or is she dead? So there is a poignancy to it. I think seeing these five paintings alongside each other, they, for me, really show the skill of a painter who'd spent his whole life honing his craft. Not just honing his craft, but investing in his craft. He was the president of the Royal Academy, and with that came a lot of responsibility for looking after the artists of his time, fostering the artistic community of, uh, of London and Britain. And he didn't stop. This was these paintings were done just 15 months before he died and yet the consummate skill that he displays even though he's a man in his 60s at this point who's suffering um, from angina very poorly very sick and yet he created such beautiful pieces right at the end of his life he didn't really think that flaming june would become the icon that it has uh, it as i say it had a difficult um life after it left his collection it went to, uh, to puerto rico where it is now um and even in the 60s it was sold for just two thousand pounds now it's one of the most recognizable victorian paintings anywhere it's a painting that i often think of when I myself am feeling a bit tired or in need of rest there's a tranquility there's a peace to it that that he captures so beautifully so if you can get along to the exhibition it's here until the 2nd of April 2017 at Leighton House Museum and it really is a coup to have these these paintings together for 
first time and who knows the last maybe or most of the paintings are in private collections and um, it has been a big exercise to get them all in one place do come along and see this this icon of victorian painting thanks everybody bye bye planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.